I'm not gonna debate you, Jerry. I'm not gonna sit here and debate. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Red Glare Podcast, the preeminent Houston Texans and Rockets podcast on the internet. As I said in the intro episode, is it the best Texans podcast? It's almost certainly not. Is it the best Rockets podcast? Oh, definitely not. But the best Texans and Rockets podcast? Perhaps. I'm not going to look too closely into it. My name is Daniel Fritch. I am a lifelong Houston fan, and I wanted to make this podcast to be a companion to your fan experience as a fan of the Rockets and or the Houston Texans. And so as these episodes move forward, as the show moves forward, I hope to make an enjoyable show about the Rockets and or the Texans. This week, episode one, we're going to touch on preseason game one for the Texans and my main takeaway from that game, which was Damian Pierce. Second down and three. Here's Pierce. Nice job. Cut. Second cut. Breaks a tackle. You can see yep. why everybody's been buzzing about Damian Pierce. First down, Texans. First down, Texans. What the hell? It was like out of nowhere, Damian Pierce came in, in with defibrillators. Defibrillators? Defibrillators. The little things, you know, that you rub together. And he gave me a jolt in the chest. And it was like... This might be a fun season. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! So Damian Pierce, after a lackluster performance by the offense up to up until he came into the game, really opened my eyes. I was like, man, what do I know about Damian Pierce? I know he went to Florida. I know tricky Nick Casario took him in the fourth round with the 107th pick overall. But when you're in a rebuild, as the Texans are, if you can get a starter, a strong starter in the fourth round, man, that puts you way ahead of the eight ball in terms of moving forward in the draft. If we know, hey, we don't have to worry about running back. We've got our running back. We've got a little Maurice Jones-Drew of our own here. And... Is that, of course, I can't project that right after five preseason carries against second-string players, but I think that's one thing you have to do in a rebuild because as a fan, you you got you to gotta be optimistic. you got to look for areas that you can get excited about, and I think we can legitimately get excited about Damian Pierce. Number 31, potentially starting running back. Now, right now he, on the depth chart, he's behind Marlon Mack, who came came to us from free agency, and Rex Burkhead, who obviously was, was here last year. Um, both solid veterans. Marlon Mack was good as recently as 2019 in the league against us with Indianapolis. So he's a good player, Marlon Mack. And, and if he's back from his Achilles injury and he's at full speed, that's a good running back. That's a good, solid veteran. But Damian Pierce might be an electric young running back in the league. We, in the first round of this year's draft, we took Derek Stingley Jr., of course, cornerback, number three overall. We took Kenyon Green with our other first-round pick this year. Kenyon Green, it looks like he's going to slot in at the left guard position next to Laramie Tunzel. If he's good, Green, that is, if he's good in that position, if he performs well, man, like why couldn't Damian Pierce 
have an, have an awesome rookie campaign? Why couldn't the Texans have a solid running game? Why couldn't Davis Mills use that running game to sort of grow and, and show himself as a, as a reliable starting quarterback in the NFL? We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So turning to Damian Pierce for a moment. As we came out of that game Saturday night, I was thinking, all right, running backs, we've had a sort of checkered history, the Texans, with running backs. I'm going to throw a trivia at you real quickly. The top three rushing leaders in franchise history, I just want you to take a moment. We've been a team for 20 years. Can you name the top three running backs that we've had as a team? One of them should be easy because we've had one really good running back, right? So our number one leading rusher of all time was, of course, Arian Foster, right? He took Kubiak's zone running scheme, and it seemed like he was built in a lab to run in that scheme. He looked so smooth out there. Arian Foster was a fantastic running back. No complaints as a, as a Texans fan there. We were fortunate to have him for the time that we did. Um our number two leading rusher of all time was Dominic Williams slash Dominic Davis, who sort of exploded on the scene for two seasons um, during David Carr's tenure here, very early in the, in the Texans' run. And then number three was Lamar Miller, who was here more recently during the Bill O'Brien era. And Lamar Miller was good. He was, he was solid. Uh, but I never felt like the other team, the opposing team coming in, would be like, Oh, God, Lamar Miller, anything but Lamar Miller. Our all-time number nine leading rusher, number nine, top ten rusher all-time for the Houston Texans is David Carr. So we don't have an illustrious history of running backs necessarily. We have Wally Lundy, Sam Congato, Amon Green, Ron Dane. We've had a lot of guys run through here and do a, do a serviceable job, but, man, I'm I'm not gonna say Damian Pierce is gonna be in the in the Arian Foster realm, but there's a lot of room in the Texans running back ring of honor, so to speak, um, for him to fill in. So I'm very excited. I'm gonna talk to David Waters, who covers the Florida Gators. He's down in Jacksonville. I reached out to him. I said, "Man, I want to talk to somebody that's been with Damian Pierce, who's followed him for the past four years." And he graciously agreed to appear on the show. So my conversation with him is up next. Enjoy. Okay, I am joined by David Waters. David, before we get underway, if any of my listeners are Gators fans or Gators curious, where can they find your work? Yeah, they can find me on uh, Twitter mostly. I'm, I'm, I'm living on Twitter most of the time, at GatorDave underscore SEC. But the, the, the work... Uh, I teamed up with the TV station I work with here in Jacksonville. So newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Uh, you can find all the pack, the podcast past episodes there, uh, as well as YouTube. Yeah, you know, the YouTube version. Um, the podcast has a video portion. Uh, that I'll throw up graphics, pertinent graphics with all that good stuff and all the podcast platforms out there. So pretty much in, anywhere you can find your content, you can find Gators Breakdown out there. Awesome. And I, I can't say it enough how much I appreciate you coming on and being the first guest on the Red Glare podcast um friend of the show i think it's safe to say at this point because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little peek behind the curtain we had some audio difficulties and david was good enough to to come back and, and re-record with me so david 
as a Texans fan, we've had a few years of some struggles. And we had our first preseason game Saturday night against the Saints. And it looked pretty underwhelming until number 31, Damian Pierce, hit the field. And I wanted to reach out to you because you're someone who's been watching Damian the last few years. And can you give us uh, your sort of informal scouting report? What can we expect as Texans fans from Damian? Yeah, you know, go, go, I did see some of the highlights there from, from Damian in Houston. Uh, and look, I wasn't surprised <laughs> at all. This is somebody we wanted to get the ball more to uh, at the University of Florida, especially last year. There was a struggling offense with a struggling quarterback. The passing game couldn't get uh, underway. And every time Damian Pierce was on the field, good things happened. Problem was, and not his fault, he only got the ball six, seven times a game until Dan Mullen got fired. Then he finally got double-digit carries I think 12 carries in the season finale versus Florida State. But, I mean, Damian Pierce is uh, what you want uh, in a football player on and off the field. He's going to give it his all each play, uh, in in and out, every play. And then also just, you know, what, what one of the best personalities uh, that we got to talk to in his uh, four years in Gainesville. That's awesome. One of my cousins is sort of a draft Nick, and as soon as we picked Pierce, he was excited and he texted me. He was like, hey, we got Damian Pierce from Florida. He's really good. He's like this. He's describing, you know, his style of play to maybe a text. And then he threw in at the end, but he didn't play very much. And I was like, wait, what now? He didn't play very much. So I know it's a little bit of a mystery, but it was a source of frustration, I think, among some Gators fans, right? Did you ever get a sense of why he didn't play more or what was the vibe there generally? Yeah, I mean, the vibe of Damian Pierce said all the right things off the, you know, after in a game when he talked to the media, uh, said all the right things. But, you know, we asked ourselves uh, that question. And, you know, I, I will give credit to Dan Mullen. That's kind of just his style. He always rotated running backs. And for the most part, it worked. You know, in 18, 19, and 20, or in 20, Florida couldn't run the ball at all. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> but, 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 you know, when you have Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius, Tony, you throw the ball 40 times a game. Uh, but Florida wanted to try to run the ball, but their offensive line didn't really allow, allow them to. But they did rotate uh, anyway. But then 2021 comes along, and like I said, you had Emory Jones, a, a, a quarterback that was struggling. The run game actually looked really good toward the beginning portions of the season. Uh, some teams kind of uh, adapted to, to, to Florida's way of playing, uh, but – they abandoned the run too much, and they abandoned using Damian Pierce. Like I said, every time he touched the ball, uh, good things happened. I think he averaged 5.5, 5.6 yards of carry last year. And in a struggling offense that could have used every bit of good plays that Damian Pierce brought to the table, they should have relied on him even more. He couldn't get into a groove. He didn't get enough carries. You know, a lot, a lot of running backs get better the more carries they get. Damian Pierce is that type of running back, and for whatever reason – uh, you know, the, that coaching staff last year checked out. You know, it, it, it yeah. did not look like they wanted to be in Gainesville uh, anymore last year. And the use of Damian Pierce is just one example of that. Gotcha. Now, you've talked a lot about the pros. Uh, any cons that Texans fans should be aware of uh, around Damian's game? Yeah, I, I'll probably do, throw a couple more pros there before uh, some sure, cons. Sure, sure. Uh, he, very good pass blocker, uh, his time at Florida. Um, and he learned that pretty pretty early on and then he was just like I said in 2020 when Florida had trouble running the ball it didn't matter Damian Pierce was in there a lot because he was one of the best pass blockers Florida had at the running back position and that continued uh last year as well uh and like I said one more he just kept you know kept playing hard he didn't let the losing get to him he didn't let the 
not getting enough carries, get to him. He went out there and gave it 100% each and every play. Uh, probably the, the biggest con for Damian Pierce, he lacks that top-end speed. He's not going to be a home run threat at the running back position. Now, that's not to say he won't bust a 50, 60-yarder every now and then, but that's not going to be a consistent threat for Damian Pierce. He's going to be your 20, 30 yards. Uh, and once you cross the 50-yard line, he's going to be an even bigger weapon uh, for, for the Houston Texans. But, yeah, he's not going to he's not going to bust many big plays for you, but I guarantee you by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, the the, the 11 defenders on the other side of the ball are not, not, not going to want much to do with Damian Pierce. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything else Texans fans should know about Damian, the player or the person? Uh, just a person. I mean, he, he, like I said, he was one of the best interviews we had the, the, the four years there and went through some tough times at, at Florida, especially that last season. And you know, went through a coaching change, but you could hardly ever tell uh, with Damian Pierce. And you couldn't tell that he wasn't getting the carries that, 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 he, that, that, he, that he deserved. Uh, and uh, always a smile on his face with crack jokes. He's going to be the best interview, one of the best, if not the best interview you guys get each and every week. And uh, I hope he does good things there. I know uh, I'll probably keep a closer eye on him. I'm here in Jacksonville. So when the Texans play the Jaguars a couple of, a couple of times a year, I'll be looking, you know, just to see, and uh, maybe just to see how, how well Damian Pierce does. And I hope he does pretty good. Right. Well, so, so, certainly I agree with you there. I appreciate <laughs> your time, man. I appreciate you coming back. Um, anything in closing? I know you've mentioned your Twitter up front. You want to throw that handle at us one more time? Yeah. At Gator Dave underscore SEC. So I know, uh, Probably there might be a lot of Texas fans, Texas A&M fans around the area too. So uh, the Florida Tech plays Texas A&M this year, and then Texas comes to the SEC in a couple of years. So a lot of bleed over with the with the Florida Gators right there. Well, very cool. Thanks again, David. Take care. Thank you. And that's going to do it for episode one of the Red Glare podcast. I'm very excited for the Texan season. I hope you'll continue to tune in as I do this show throughout preseason, throughout the regular season. Um, if you have any tips, if there's anything I've done that's uh, been really bothersome to you, please reach out uh, on Twitter. I'm at RedGlarePod. Um, you can find me on the internet at RedGlare.substack.com. And I'm looking forward to continuing to do the show and make it better. I know there's a little bit of an echo. I'm working on that. Um, yeah, let's, let's be into this Texan season. A lot of people aren't expecting big things from the Texans this year. We do have $50 million dollars in dead money on our cap but I'm looking at our division and I think there's potential for the Colts to not be as good as maybe people are thinking they will be same with the Titans same with the Jags I don't necessarily see this season being a train wreck I like Lovey Smith I like Pep Hamilton our offensive coordinator and I'm not necessarily girding myself for an unwatchable mess this season. So if you've been sort of tuned out on the Texans for the last couple of years, go ahead and consider tuning in and, and following the team. Like, they may be a lot of fun this year, thanks to players like Damian Pierce. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll subscribe on whatever service you're listening to this episode on. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Okay, this is not Nam. Um, this is bowling. There are rules.